Hello, hello, welcome back to Baki Taki Season 5, the final season, episode 10, something like that. It's tough when it's not recorded in order. Uh, but to help us discuss one of the most interesting episodes of the season, we've got friend of the show, it's Samita. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Hooray. <laughs> I'm serious. There's a lot of um, great stuff that happens in this episode that I can't wait to dissect. Yeah, I was having fun rewatching this. But, you know, before we get to that, so I, I've been asking people all season, what did they want to see happen in Baki that hasn't happened? Um, but uh, the, the weird thing is, this episode and the finale that you've seen, there's not a lot of time in between. So I'm, I'm going to flip it a bit. What's something that you wish would have happened in the past? Like, what's something that you wish you had seen previously that you that didn't happen in Baki? That if you were running the show, you would have added. Oh my god, dude! If I was running the show, okay. The the thing is, I've probably actually only seen like fully the episodes that I've been on the show for. Of course. Um, so if I were to say that I would like to have seen something, it's possible that those things may have happened. However, I'm fairly certain that there are no women fighters in the show. I'm fairly certain that no woman talks at all, except for, um, I don't even remember her name, Kozway, and maybe Baki's mom, yeah. if that's the person who shows up in the flashback. Um, Make your father so happy, just, Baki. Do as you're told! Make your father happy! <laughs> Yeah, that's his mom, right? Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty certain that uh, not a lot of women get to do a lot of talking, and there's there's no cool like women fighting would be so cool. Yeah. So if I was a showrunner, I, I mean, there's a lot of things I would do differently if I was a showrunner. I probably start with not doing this show, but yeah, more women represent. It's 2024. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point. I used to, I remember when Muhammad Ali was on and they had that whole season about what if his son was a famous boxer. Meanwhile, you have Layla Ali as like a real life famous daughter of Muhammad <laughs> Ali. who's a great boxer. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I, I think Baki's going to keep running for years and I don't think we'll ever see a woman get into a fight, but who knows? That, that would be something I'd be looking forward to as well. So this episode is just one part of the father-son fight, and a lot goes on. So let's just start at the beginning. It's uh, hand pocket time. Uh, what, what did you think of the initial oh, fight? It's hand pocket time. Their hands in their pockets are constantly observing, watching for the now that will come at any second. It is just like the sword sitting inside the sheath, waiting for the moment it's drawn. There was a lot of, I, I didn't fully get the whole, like, it's the half second before now, and now and now, and now it's five seconds. So that was kind of silly. But there was a lot of, like, tension in the beginning. And then, and then is it really that much? Okay, so th they're fighting. Mm -hmm. They're fighting, and they're both waiting for the other person to make the move. It's like a duel. It's like yeah. who can. It's like cowboy times. Quicker. Cowboy times. Cowboy times. Cowboy times. Cowboy times. And then uh, dad does a thing where he's like, I'm going to count down from five. And when I get to zero, the room better be clean. Um, except for it's punching. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give a countdown of the five seconds myself before letting loose with my attack against you. And then, so he starts to do, he starts to do his punch, 
But then actually Baki was like half a second quicker by instead of taking his hands out of his pockets, he drops his pants. He he moves his pants down yeah. to get his hands out instead of getting his hands out. I don't know if that's really that much quicker. That's what Sam do, but do. I'll be doing that from now on, yeah. I guess. And he does a move called Joe Exotic, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he was the first one to uh, to use this technique. That's how he keeps the tigers in line. The upper jaw and lower jaw. This secret technique imitates crushing tiger jaws. It's called Tiger King. So he yeah he does a thing called Tiger King. And everyone's really amazed by that. And then he he puts his dad into like a, a, a like a, a, not a headlock. What's it called? Like a position where he's on top and he's he's got his one hold. arm in a hold. A yeah. submission hold. Yes. Just want to put this out here. Samita actually pays to learn martial arts. I just watch anime. Which one? Which, who knows more? Biscuit Oliver is narrating. Also, a guy with an eye patch is narrating. There are very, very many large men who all have the exact same voice that are narrating all the time. And then, sorry, do we need to debrief about that? No, yeah. No, like, uh, I, I think you touched on what I wanted to say, specifically the Tiger King move. I do love the the visual of Joe Exotic trying to pull this off. Um, <laughs> it sounds like something he'd say he could do, um, but I, I don't think it is. Uh, for, for the listeners, yeah. this is... I think this is if you wrapped your legs around somebody's head and like knead them in the skull and the back of the head at the same time, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, with the force of Tiger's jaws. Yeah. Tiger's jaw, it was. You'd think if it actually had the force of a Tiger's jaw, his head would just come off, but yeah, um, <laughs> that might be anticlimactic. That so, would be the most exciting thing that this episode could have done. Well, especially especially as you've seen the finale, it would have been a big twist if Ujira's head popped off in this episode. If he just died, yeah, <laughs> that would have been really cool. Well, yeah, because um, then it's like, what what happens after? Is he, it's, like, there's no such thing as ghosts in the show. Like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, okay, let's not spoiler. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, um, so Yujiro is in a submission hold. Like this is, I think the narrator even says this is Baki's best move of the night. He has Yujiro yeah. in a tough spot. Um, yes. And Baki, Baki's, you know, he's got a high opinion of Yujiro. I think he says something like, uh, you know, I know you're just, I know you can get out of this. Like, come on. And then yeah. Yujiro then gives him the okay signal. <laughs> I was thinking of yeah. you know that thing where it's like if you see somebody make that thing like like it, I, I, it's like a game where you try and make people see it. I don't know. Oh yeah, and the photos and it's like oh it made you look. It's like the game. Yeah, exactly. Then I was wondering like if white supremacy connections or something. Sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> it had like white supremacy connections. The okay sign, didn't it? Oh, it was good. Like okay, it was I can. To- Okay, I can just edit out this section where I brought it up. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, he does that. Um, he swears at his... Does Baki swear a lot? Because I think this was the first I heard him swear. You, you know, before this fight, I would say he swears occasionally, but he is he has a potty mouth in this episode. He is just... Yeah. I Man, <laughs> if I swore like that at my dad, he'd beat me up too. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Do you think that's the main motivation here? Is just that Baki's yeah. been swearing? Yeah. His father's trying to discipline his very unruly son. Who, by the way, he's in high school. Is this true? I thought he had recently graduated, but apparently he's still in high school. So, yeah. Okay. He's so large for a high schooler. Okay, so dad does the okay sign. Um, and then he begins lifting his right arm. Now he's lifting his right arm and lifting his arm up. What, what's that supposed to mean? Is he feeling confident? He has to have some reason for doing it. Is he agitated or confused? I can't predict what he's going to do. And then Baki starts monologuing in his head. Yeah. about why he could possibly be lifting his right arm. Why is he lifting his right arm? What could it mean? Lifting his right arm? Is he confused? Is he agitated? Is he some kind of idiot? What is he gonna do by lifting his right arm? It doesn't make sense to me. So he starts lifting his right arm, which if I was in that position, I would understand why the person that I'm fighting is trying to fight back. Mm -hmm. uh, but would you be able to predict what he's doing? I feel like it's a bit of an unorthodox maneuver. Punching the asphalt like jello? Yeah, like ripping your punching through the ground to punch uh you. I don't I don't think I'd see that coming. Yeah, so I guess he was good to question that. He was right to to yeah. wonder. Now here here's the other question. Um as as you are a trained fighter here, if you were hit like that, uh, do you think you would piss your pants? Yeah, so there's a lot of piss in this. Clearly you can see this fight I'm gonna win even if it means pissing my own pants. If I did hypothetically piss my pants, I don't know that I would be talking about it so much. They talk about the piss so much, Steve. Yeah. So much piss. I'm going to win, even if it means pissing my own pants. My dad's pretty awesome, huh? He's so strong that even I, Baki Hanma, pissed my pants. Well, what do you think, everybody? My dad's pretty awesome, huh? He's so strong that even I, Baki Hanma, pissed my pants. That line, that line made me wonder if, like, if, if there's something something else going on here. Like, it, he seems yeah. a, little, a little too happy to bring it up. He's very happy about this. He's, he's like, I cry, I wet myself, even if I got to cry or piss myself. Like, he keeps saying well, that. And he, he keeps bundling it in with things like, I'm sneaky, I'm deceptive, I pissed I my pants. Like, like as if it had some benefit. But, like, I, there's no point in the fight where it helps. It, it didn't help. And it, it's got to be like a... It's got to be like a fetish thing for the writer or something because it comes up a lot. And then and then followed by his dad saying about immediately after all the piss talk, his dad's like, oh, my son just gave me the first thrill of my life. That's so weird. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, it's it's an odd it's an odd family dynamic. <laughs> and then also um, later on, I mean, I don't I don't want to jump ahead too oh, much, yeah. but. But 
later on, and I don't know if you watched it the same way, but I was watching it with the English dub, but still with the subtitles on, so I okay. could see what the original translation would have been. Mm-hmm. And there's another part where he talks about pee. While he's, like, basically dying, he's like, I gave it everything I had, even my pee. I squeezed out every last minute of energy. But they leave out the even my pee in the English dub, and I don't know why, because they left in so much piss earlier. Why is there so much piss? Why did he have to pee himself? What was that trying to show? I have I have no idea. Like, and especially like the like it you're right. It doesn't really flow into anything. Like it'd be the equivalent of like like if I graduated and I was like, oh man, I can't all those nights I spent studying, all of those days at the library, I even pissed my pants every day. Like <laughs> it, 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 it wasn't helpful. It's just <laughs> um so he's peeing yeah he has peed you know actually and this is my theory through this fight has tons of callbacks to baki like all throughout like all of his enemies are in the audience hand pockets is another callback like each episode Uh, is referencing parts and maybe so many times in this anime people have peed on each other that it just sort of had to come back up that that could be a reason I couldn't remember if P happened before, but it, it didn't seem as shocking to me as it could have been. This is, I feel like it's happened. On the 80 episodes of this podcast, it's probably happened in like 15 of them um, is my is Okay, my so no women, but lots of pissing your pants is allowed. Editor Steve, uh, if you're ever trying to sell Baki to your friends, but you just can't put together the right words, feel free to steal that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. That's that's what happens when I mean, when it's when it's just the guys. Women can be their pants too. I do it all the time. They could have done that. Okay. Anyway, so so he he pees his pants and then. Well, we, yeah, we can we can move around a bit. Uh, there's there's one really quick scene that they have uh, where we cut to two guys at a bar um, talking to each other. Um, any 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 thoughts on that or? You wanna. Watch some family's father and son fight? Well, I... I do want to watch! No, I didn't even make any notes about this because I was like, who are these guys? What? Yeah. Who? There's... They have, again, they have the same voice. They're large. They're talking about watching a father-son fight. Who are they? Uh, that is Hanayama and Chiharu. Um... They're just uh, acquaintances of Baki, and they've decided to come to the fight. Um, they they will eventually make it to the fight, and they'll they'll sort of wiggle their way to the front of the of the crowd. Um, oh, okay, okay. But anyway, yeah. Okay, so moving on, uh, Yujiro decides to take things seriously, and this is where he reveals the demon back, the uh, sort of trademark of Yujiro and the Hanma bloodline. Um, First off, what do you think about this, the anatomy going on here? Um, and then seconds, well, we'll do that and then we'll go to ancient Egypt. Yeah. I was gonna say. Um, uh, well, did, did we, we, we got him smashing into a car. Yojiro smashes Baki into a car. Yes. Um, and that's when he reveals the too bad about some, some guy's car, I guess. Then he oh reveals my. his back. Both. So 
just before we so so Lindsay was uh watching this episode with me and then i think that was when she just left the room um out of <laughs> just being done with it but it was it was funny because they had they had two back-to-back quotes uh which was oh no my car is being totally destroyed and then the other guy said you're gonna kill your son um, <laughs> <laughs> which we were saying that there's two types of people in the world <laughs> yeah but it was also yeah. funny because right before the car was destroyed Lindsay said oh that car just got destroyed <laughs> so. yeah 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 i mean it was a van it was a pretty big car yeah that's like the yeah. third car that's yeah. been wrecked um all of them by yeah. throwing baki into them which is impressive yeah man. they gotta start writing him into insurance policies no would this count as a, I think this would be an active no god, active demon back. Probably, yeah. Okay, so back demon. Mm-hmm. Um, did you watch? Did you watch Malignant? Malignant. The movie. Like Maleficent. Malignant. It's like yeah. It sounds like Maleficent. Very different movie. Malignant. Okay, I know the, the word. Movie. I don't know the movie. Oh, it's a horror movie. That's why I don't watch those. Yeah. Look it up. I think you'll <laughs> like it. Is, it's just, is, is it like a horror like, movie where vans are the uh, are the victims or um i don't want to spoil anything for anybody but it's 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 a pretty ridiculous movie and um and uh well maybe i'll spoil it um it's it's a well i barely remember it but it involves a, a parasitic demon twin that's that never actually died and is on this girl's back of her head oh. and and it takes over and she starts and the the twin starts fighting um you can edit this out in case anybody wants to watch it but it's very like there's a there's a demon on her back fighting oh i so see like that. i wonder watch I, the trailer or something it's pretty yeah no 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 I, I will do my research on this yeah this was before i had a kid i'm not watching this movie I looked it up on Wikipedia. It's a real movie. Came out in 2021. It's 111 minutes long, and it almost made back its budget. That's uh, that's my research. <laughs> Scary back demon, really grotesque anatomy. Um, no, it sounds just like then. it sounds just like Yujiro Hanma. Um, no, no, sorry that that is what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. switched back to Yujiro Hanma. Yeah, grotesque, um, but yeah, in ancient Egypt. Professor Chris says it's an anatomically exact, which is interesting. Which, by the way, Professor Chris, not a real guy. Whoa, can you believe this? Who'd have thought an ancient chamber of this size still existed? Professor Chris, what is this? What? Um, I think he's just, I, I love that guy. He's, he's so cool. He, like He's got like a formal or an informal relationship with his uh, students, I guess. He's like, call me Professor, but also call me Chris. <laughs> Not yeah. Christopher. I'm cool. Professor Chris. Yeah. Weird. It really reminded me of Yu-Gi-Oh for a bit. Because in Yu-Gi-Oh, they also had a whole, towards the end, everything actually went back to ancient Egypt and, like, hierog- hieroglyphics and, like... Oh, yeah. Well, I would, I would much Yu-Gi-Oh. more believe the stuff in Yu-Gi-Oh than this Professor Chris's opinion. Like this dude, like I, I don't think I don't think this is how the discoveries work. Is just 
Well, actually, maybe it is. But this is like 1850s science of just like some some random white guy coming into the room and just going, hmm, yes, uh, this this anatomy is perfect. And you can see all of these spears uh, mean like and this is exactly what it means. Hold on, is that a flashback? That's not like present day. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Like it's it's not like any of these characters ever interact with people. So like I I assume it could have happened at any point in history. Yeah, there's no reason we need to know Professor Chris's name. Does he ever come back? He he comes back in the finale, I believe. Oh. That you watched. <laughs> okay, well I forget. Because he's he's the one talking about all the uh, the diverse crowd that um that assembles. Uh, oh. Yeah. I see. I see. <laughs> So, Yo, uh, Yojiro has a back demon, the Oni. I guess yep. that's the whole bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, it's he's revealed trying, he's... that I guess it was prophesized in the in ancient Egypt. Yeah, and he's going to force Baki to start using his demon back um, by challenging <laughs> him to a shadow duel, throwing him into a car a bunch of times. Uh, th- this is where the episode gets fun, though. Um, takes a real left turn, and uh, for the first time, in first and only time, we have some mysticism in this show. Um, and the ghost of Baki's granddad shows up. Dad, Yuichiro Hanma, are you lost or something? Huh? What is it? Yuichiro Hanma? Who's that? Are you? Are you my grandpa? What, what was going through your mind as this happened? I liked, yeah, I don't know what was going through my mind because my mind doesn't know what to expect anymore. But yeah, I saw him and I was like, oh my God, Grandpa, Gramps. Um, he has a very different voice from everybody else, which I appreciate. <laughs> I like his I like voice. his. When he said like, yeah, Baki, voice... my boy. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Baki, my boy. Uh, yes, sir? You know you can beat him, if you want. <laughs> it just, it hits different. And then some other guy can also see him. Some other guy who remembers April 1st, 1945. Yep, Tokugawa. Who's that other guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tokugawa, he's just sort of the old guy who runs the fighting arena. And You know what else? There's so much internal monologue in this show. Everything is narrated by mind um i yeah. feel like do you think they just did that to save on animation um yes and no i think that it's a i think that they are very happy that they don't have to animate the mouths moving um but i, mm. I think at the same time well, all that budget just goes into the the grotesque muscles so exactly i i exactly yes to be honest i i i Somebody said that once because I was complaining about the animation in this show, and they pointed out that like the more complicated a character is, the tough, the more it costs to animate them. And these are some of the grossest, most detailed characters out there. When you actually, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't, they don't always move the best way. Before, um, before Graham showed up, I what, what, what was that thing that goes like this? What was that? Um. <laughs> oh, are you talking? Was about, that? Are you talking about the caveman? Oh, that's the caveman. That's pickle. 
Yeah, Pickle was watching too. Yeah, he's the guy with the big long hair. He only had a few shots. How does he talk like that? Well, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He doesn't know Japanese. <laughs> he's just he's just a caveman. Uh, okay. He can only yeah. understand the language of fighting. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So, Ghost Gramps, and then yeah. turns out he defeated America, and yeah. he was the reason for the the atom bomb. Almost. <laughs> he would have been the third atom bomb, I think. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. Watching this episode, it it, it felt like you ever hear about like Vampire Diaries? How um, it's it, it's a love triangle, right? Um, mm -hmm. But the vampires lived for a long time, and because of that, they fought on different sides of the Civil War. So it's like. I think they just came up oh. with that for fun, but it does mean that one person in the love triangle was like a Confederate soldier. And that's, that's how I felt watching this whole episode as we learn about the heroic Yuchiro Hanma fighting for Japan in world war two um, against, against the U S military. Um, it was, it's a, uh, Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, not not a positive uh, portrayal of the U.S. Marine Corps in this. Um, mm -hmm. But like, I I could talk for ages on this story. It's so every aspect of it is hilarious. Like, for some reason, during the U.S. invasion of Okinawa, first of all, they've decided to encircle this island that seems to just be a rock with nothing on it. Um, <laughs> But then for some reason, Yuichiro Hanma, Yuichiro Hanma just is there. Like, he's, he doesn't have, like, I don't, like, unless they have a catapult on there, he's not going to do anything on this island. And the U.S. military decides to, like, flatten the island. They just bomb it for days. There's a puny, solitary island, less than a kilometer in circumference, so small that it's not on any map. Into that small afterthought of an island, more than 1,000 tons of explosives were launched in total against it. Before then sending sending troops in on like like the Normandy D-Day landing boats um, to just all die. It was, it, it's, it, I don't know. I love watching World War II like recaps of moments in history. And I just, I wish... I wish somebody made a fake one for this. Like it's it there's it it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then they decide, why don't we just nuke him? Because the Japanese man pooped so unbeatable, General James asked Supreme Commander General Douglas MacArthur for permission to use the unthinkable, an atom bomb. Like, do you think that would have worked, or do you think he would have just swam underwater or something? Yeah, I think he would have he would have come up with a way to get out of it. Honestly, you could change. You could take this whole Uichiro section and change, like, just Control F replace Godzilla, and it would be a very similar plot. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. Wasn't Godzilla like a like a metaphor for the atom bomb or something? Yeah, exactly. Up? Yeah, U Uichiro oh, is a God. is a metaphor for um, <laughs> Godzilla I don't know. in is a metaphor for the atom bomb yeah got it. yes yeah you get it you get what i'm saying yeah. yeah um and the best part about the uretro thing is he shows up as a ghost that 
people can very clearly see, specifically Baki, his dad, and for some reason Tokugawa. Um, Mm -hmm. We get the flashback, and then he leaves. (laughs) Yeah, he's never seen again. He's like, oh, I guess you have stuff to do. Like, crazy. And, like, I have And is that the last time he shows up? That's it? Yeah. Yeah, he he ain't coming back. They hired a full voice actor for that? Yeah, and a fancy one, too. Um, But he and like i i honestly don't know enough about his character motivation to know why he showed up like he, he, just, he just appeared and was like baki my boy you can beat your dad and then just leaves but the impact of it, it it'll be the whole next episode is called dress because that's his secret move like all he does is show up and give yujiro a secret move to use so it's like mm-hmm. i don't know the- the move that Baki does on his dad in the this tiger one king. fight is so cool sounding. The Tiger King. And this guy defeats America with dress. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he he doesn't just defeat America also. He kills, I assume, General MacArthur, um, <laughs> throwing him through the deck. And then the entire uh the entire crew of the USS uh, Iowa uh, jumps off of the ship into the water to avoid him just because of how cool dress is. I wonder why it's called that. Uh, do you want to know? Yeah, sure. Right. Do they explain it in the next episode? Yes. So I guess this is, you know, I'll just, I'll just spoiler this out. Um, basically it's when you pick up somebody and you start throwing them around your body, like, like they would do it with a rifle, um, almost like taking a rifle to a nunchuck and you do it in a way where it's spinning around so much. It looks like you're wearing a dress. Wow. So cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. So cool. Tiger King. Okay. All right. All right, Smith, show some respect. <laughs> a lot of people died in, in World War II from this. <laughs> a lot of heroes. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're never, never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Burn my poppy. That's why it's red. It's for uh, Yujiro's hair. All right. <laughs> So and that was the episode. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. My last note is just he left. Um, yeah, he left and dress. He left dress. Come back next week where me and Marcus talk about dress for another half hour. <gasps> Marcus was hilarious. Oh I, my! When when I was signing up the sheet, he literally put his name down for the finale, and he was like, "Is it too presumptuous for me to do the finale?" And I was like. Yeah, because I, I already filled it on the sheet. <laughs> so he, he got the penultimate episode. All right. Well, That's... Samita. Oh, this was great. Oh, perfect. You're, you're a step ahead of my question. This, I'm, I'm going to generalize it. You've been, mm-hmm. a, you've been watching since the beginning of the second season. And by watching, I mean uh, coming out to this podcast. Day one. Day one. Day one, exactly. day day one of season two um what do you how do you think the show has like what was its trajectory did it peak early did it get better like how 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 did you view the show um it's hard to say if it peaked because it it just wasn't really very linear um 
kind of like Riverdale, where like it starts off kind of weird, and you're like, okay, this this is fine, this is entertaining, and then it just keeps going into weird, weird things. But no, like I gotta say, like, like I don't want to spoil, but the finale is pretty cool. It's pretty weird, so I feel like that's good. I mean, there you got you got a caveman who was unfrozen. You got space stuff. Like, there's no. How can you say it peaked early? So, so maybe not completely linear, but a positive trend is what you're going for. Yeah. Yeah. Positive trend. I I I, I like that assessment as well, and I I'll also just say that unironically, I do think Riverdale is the closest show to Baki. I think it's one of the only shows that I could make a podcast in the same format as Baki because it's they they both have that same spirit of. Uh, you never know what's going to happen next. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so Baki is Archie. Uh oh, boy, is Baki Archie? He's got to be. He's got to be. And I guess yeah, Yujiro okay. is Mister Andrews. Um, yeah, but that guy. Well, I've um, wa- I think I watched like three episodes back when the biggest scandal was Mrs. Grundy was uh, <laughs> sleeping was like with Archie. Mrs. Groomer. Yeah. yeah. Mrs. Groomer. <laughs> um, imagine, imagine accidentally hiring Mrs. Groomer. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like how were we supposed to know that she was gonna do that? How can we tell our students to not judge books by their cover if we don't do can't the even same? Even hire someone named Mrs. Groomer. <laughs> yeah, we found her. We found her hitchhiking out of the state prison. Um, all right. Well, Samita, thank you so much for coming on this episode and all of the other episodes. Um, it's been a, a pleasure having you on each week. And uh, I yeah. best. Yeah. It's been great. I laughed. I cried. I wet myself. I deceived. <laughs> yeah. And I played tricks. And on, on, I guess on that spirit, I'll continue pissing myself each week until we can finish this podcast that's my promise to you listeners um i'll make sure let's all let's all do one this week well that that's all the baki that's all the baki we've got to talk (laughs) i'll see y'all next week recommendation corner um so i'm gonna start off of course everybody knows the music to neon genesis evangelion this is sort of fun because this is the first time to my knowledge that one of my recommendations actually made somebody watch a show because um, i told last week uh, people to watch Xenon, and then jeff listened to that and told me to watch neon genesis evangelion so i sort of recommended myself this show uh through a chain of events um, but I'm, I'm not going to do what I usually do and talk about too much about the show, because I think that this show has been discussed to death for 30 years. Um, honestly, it's been such a fun rabbit hole to come in at the end of this, because can you imagine watching this show in 1995? And first of all, like, I'm not going to talk about the ending, but it's very confusing. But then they made a movie two years later, 
and then they started a rebuild of four movies in like 2005 or so and it only ended in 2021 like there was a 10-year gap between the movies like if you were a fan of this series waiting for a conclusion i I think you would have lost your mind (laughs) luckily i could just watch them all in a week um and that's what i did what did i like about this show i honestly i almost feel like this show would have been better if it stayed simpler i love the animation and the visuals the fortress city of tokyo 2 is my highlight whenever it comes on whenever the drums start playing and you see 19 bajillion guns just start firing at an an angel that do nothing that is the highlight of every episode for me and you see the same shot of misato looking at the camera being like ah shit what are we gonna do let's just throw evas at it um i love that (laughs) i love the music um the music is just very like you know it's not uniform like there's a lot of different songs and they all sort of work um and i like the characters um the characters are good too i'm not going to go into that too much i do think that the, the it has sort of a problem focusing in too much in shinji i think that it focuses way too much on becoming a metaphor for um the director's life at certain points uh but it was good but this is only half a recommendation for evangelion because i wanted to it made me think about a different type of show that i like (laughs) basically i've learned i like shows where the characters are dumb um it's fun it's fun to see and it's it's not like it's easier to write like writing dumb characters requires skill um i've 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 (laughs) i don't always mention the shows because it feels like weird to recommend them but i'm watching this one right now i'm only halfway through and it left such an impression on me it's called gamers which if you're like me i can't even like you can tell this is the 50th anime i've watched like i'm scraping the bottom of the barrel if i pick a show called gamers shout out to all my gamers out there um but this show i realized halfway through that the gaming is just set dressing and that it is a dedication to try and create the most misunderstandings in a love pentagon that you can like every character on this show misunderstands all every other character's relationship in a unique way so like you have to pull out like combinatorics if you want to figure out how many misunderstandings are going on at the same time and it's clunky like you don't get that way with characters that are smart like these characters are purposely dumb comedically dumb and honestly going from evangelion where i'm like watching (laughs) watching people watch evangelion as i watch evangelion as like sad music plays in the background to a show where everybody is just a complete idiot and there's no stakes it's been such palate cleanser and i i highly recommend it to anybody who does end up so this is my duo recommendation uh to watch evangelion and then uh finish palate cleanse it with gamers (laughs) Or at least the first half. Maybe I'm running out of steam on these recommendations, but uh, we got two more episodes. Two more episodes to go. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs>